It's week 25, 2021, and ads will follow you into your virtual worlds. Twitch gets wet, and soccer players can cause value to dive by $4 billion with a wave of a hand. Let's get to it! Welcome to Clickbait and Switch, a marketing podcast that tries to cut through the bullshit and hook you up with what you need to know, what you down, and what stories should be getting more love than they're getting. I'm Mark Dolinsky. On the other mic is Gisela Slizer. We're going to launch into this with Facebook testing in-headset ads on its Oculus VR device. So the company says, once results and feedback from developers and the community are in from this test, they'll share more details on when ads may become broadly available. Why does this matter, Gisela? Well, what's most interesting is that in the blog post where they share the big news, Facebook spent a whole bunch of paragraphs discussing what they call privacy points and how they're going to use data. Facebook says that they will not use data like conversations the headset may pick up, um, images picked up by it, or by the tracking cameras. Like, for example, you can kind of see your hands or your surroundings when you're wearing the headset, so that won't be saved anywhere, presumably. Data that you choose to give Oculus, like your weight, height, gender information, all that stuff, none of that should be used for advertising purposes. However, interestingly, in order to use your Oculus headset, you must log in via your Facebook login. So presumably, this is how they will hit you with um, appropriate, hopefully, type of advertising. But for now, it's all a small test. Uh, it's not going mass yet. We will know more. Well, yeah, I mean, but also with all these VR headsets, they've been full of ads since the beginning, right? In the form of like promotional tie-ins or sponsorships or just like say you're playing something that has sponsorship in a sports arena. Like it has plenty of advertising already built into it. Sure, but this feels new. I don't know. It feels very Fifth Element or Blade Runner to me. Like I picture myself wearing the headset and like going through this. I don't know, whatever virtual world I mean, why? And there's an ad popping up or maybe I'm doing a class or playing a game. I don't know how they're going to integrate. I'm kind of curious to see it, but I'm sure I will regret saying that in just a couple of years. Is it lame that I just think like reality is already interesting enough? Am I lame? I don't know. I, I agree with you. I don't feel the need to enter a virtual reality on top of the existing reality. This world is amazing already. It's already fucked up enough. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, it exists. I'm curious about it. Also, it kind of makes me nauseous. Have you tried a VR set? No, I don't really have much interest. But I mean, it's it's interesting because like all of these big companies like Apple and Facebook and Microsoft and Snap are all betting that, you know, everyone in the world is going to be using some sort of rea- in, like augmented reality headset in the next 10 years. Maybe it's a headset, maybe it's glasses, maybe it's just built into something else that we haven't well, developed yet. It. But everyone seems to be big on this, right? I mean, if you think about it, smartphones 10 years ago felt like this weird tech toy thing. And now they're just ubiquitous and part of our lives. And we need them almost. <laughs> you cannot have a smartphone. Maybe the same thing will happen with some sort of super smart glasses in the future. And that's going to be the evolution of the chunky VR sets that we have now. That's it. All right. So let's check out the other things that caught our eye this week. First off, Spotify acquired pods, a startup that's been trying to solve the problem of podcast discovery. So it's like a feed of podcast previews and it uses machine learning to find important segments of audio, then clips these into podcast previews. So basically trailers audio trailers (laughs) audio trailers great so radio ads commercials (laughs) is basically what we're doing automatically chopped it seems 
That's it. And then further with Spotify, they also launched this live audio app and Clubhouse rival Spotify Green Room. Um, it's a separate app that allows Spotify users to join or host live audio rooms and has the option of turning conversations into podcasts. So the new app is based on the existing locker room code and locker room as the name kind of indicates. It was very sports focused. So after games, people jump into these things and talk about the games kind of like radio call-in shows used to be <laughs> so this is another thing that's happening but we're not overly interested in this are we well i don't know i i'm not giving up yet i opened it this morning for the first time it's not interesting at the moment to me because i'm, I'm not really into sports unless i get to watch you don't, you don't care about the upcoming hawks I... buck series you don't want to shoot 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 around different picks and stuff and i like gymnastics tips. in the olympics and that's a <laughs> It's a very niche locker room, clubhouse, green room thing. Right now yeah. it's all sports. So we're going to have to create a new new channel uh, or we're going to have to wait until someone creates interesting channels. What I did find interesting is that to sign up, you're highly, highly um, recommended to put in a real name. You're not allowed to just say, put an initial. So like, I didn't want to put, she said a slicer, I put mm. she said a S and I couldn't log in. And then they're absolutely required to put a photo. I put one of my dog and that was okay. You don't look much alike, to be fair. It's like, it's, you don't. Oh, that's, that's good. I worry about that. You know how yeah. people look like their dogs or vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know. I just sense a new little trend coming where authenticity is important, especially in an audio space, I guess. So that's why they're requiring this. And I remember we talked a few last year about an app. I think mm-hmm. it was called Yoni for Women X. Uh, that was private groups about storytelling, conversations, and it, it had a similar, it felt like a barrier to me that I didn't want to put in a picture, so I didn't create an account. And there we go. Now it's becoming... But as an elder millennial, you just pride your privacy on the internet, which everybody else has abandoned. Perhaps. All right, so YouTube. Yes, YouTube is set to ban some ad verticals from buying masthead ads. Masthead ads are the highly visible kind of rectangle that goes across the top of the homepage. So it's a big, big ad real estate. And now it seems that YouTube will stop accepting ads for... Um, verticals like alcohol sales, gambling, prescription drugs, so no more pharma ads there, and election and political ads. Hmm. <laughs> On the next one, Twitter is developing and mention about time Twitter. We're excited about this one. If you're interested in knowing more, we retweeted the tweet from the developer in question through our account. We have a Twitter account. Did you know that? It's at switch clickbait. Ah, we switched it. So you can follow us. So, yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I mean, it's just like Facebook being untagged in photos. It's took a long time for Twitter to get here, but that's kind of Twitter's deal. All right. So Shopify has expanded e-com- its e-commerce pack with Google and Facebook. This means that the Canadian e-com brand will open up its e-commerce checkout system to all retailers selling through Google and Facebook, Inc. So ShopPay is a little bit like Apple Pay. So retailers who sell products through Facebook or Google properties like Instagram or YouTube or Google Maps will be able to offer shoppers a chance to pay for their purchase using ShopPay. Good jobs. Shopify, Shopify taking over the world slowly. slowly. I was going to say slowly but surely taking over the world. My God. All right, let's move on to the bait of the week because this is hilarious. Like a a month ago, we we were joking. We were just like, hey, what's going on on Twitch? Let's look at Twitch and see what's happening. And we're like, oh, there's just a bunch of scantily clad women sitting in hot tub streams in this just chatting section. We're like, weird. That's weird. That seems a bit like off topic for Twitch. 
Um, and in May, Twitch users watched a cumulative 2.2 billion hours on the service, and that's up 37% year over year and just slightly above April's 2.2 billion total. So if you want to compare that to what's going on in sort of other, I don't know, voyeuristic gaming options, Facebook gaming topped 400 million hours watched, and that's been growing at 23% year over year. This is hilarious. So everyone kind of got upset because as you could imagine, that's not really Twitch's North, like attractive people in pools chatting. It's weird. And there are these hot sub streams. So they created a dedicated category for the hot sub streams, <laughs> which sort of like placated all the traditional um, gamers, which was pretty funny. So there's the new pools, hot tubs and beaches category, which is meant to like creators stream what they want. But what was kind of cool uh, is that Twitch defended not just removing the whole thing entirely by saying being found to be sexy by others is not against our rules and Twitch will not take enforcement action against women or anyone on our service for their perceived attractiveness. <laughs> so being being hot is not a reason to be kicked off the platform. However, you will be put into a different section away from the gaming and away from all this. It's so funny. <laughs> just to give you an idea, like in May... 279 million hours were spent in that just chatting category. So that's where the hot tubs were. But it's also where people are just chatting and hanging out, talking about all manner of things, followed by Grand Theft Auto 5 at 250 million hours watch, which is just... It's insane. I mean, I kind of love the way they solved this issue because they were getting complaints from advertisers, right, that didn't want their ads shown alongside um, people... Uh, with very few <laughs> Women bloating. Women on inflatable <laughs> unicorns. Yes. No, that's no bullshit version. Um, so I loved how they solved this because they were like, okay, children, children, stop fighting. We'll create a stream for you guys who want to watch the hot tabs and film yourselves in hot tabs or inflatable tabs or whatever. And then ads can go out this way. So I don't know. I, I like the way they, they dealt with this. Yeah, it was very well done. But anyways, that's our bait of the week. Let's move on to the Switch. And this one has been something that's been fascinating for me. And it's something that I, I like to call the Ronaldo effect. <laughs> so what happened recently is before Ronaldo's post-game press conference at the Euro Cup uh, last week, there were two sort of glass Coke bottles sitting in front of him. And he moved them out of the frame for the camera. And then he just, just stuck up a bottle of water and said, agua, so water. So Ronaldo's influence is Massive, massive, just absolutely massive. So he's the most followed individual on Instagram. He's the second most followed thing overall at 300 million people behind only Instagram itself, the handle at Instagram. He's the fifth most followed person on Twitter with 92 million followers behind Barack Obama, Bieber, Katy Perry, and Rihanna. So because of Ronaldo and that move, Coke's stock valuation dropped $4 billion. It's insane. Instantaneously. <laughs> so... Coke there is one of the sponsors of Euro Cup. Obviously, that's an issue because because they've sponsored that. The triple down effect is that they are also funding lots of soccer programs around the world and, and whatever. Mm-hmm. Like it's there are good and bad things about sponsorship. Mm-hmm. But the fact that Ronaldo did that and the impact it had, everyone was like, whoa. And in this world of like meme stocks and all that kind of stuff, it goes to show you just how, you know, frail. And the frailty of brand endorsements in general. Even non-brand endorsements, just having your brand yeah. available. In this context where someone could make a comment about it or, or make a judgment on it that could have this massive ripple effect. So I was always struck by the fact that when Ronaldo switched teams to Juventus in 2018, they sold 520,000 shirts in 24 hours. So that 
approximately was worth $60 million overnight. So they said that the jersey sales now are worth about $100 million. So to keep Jeep on the front of those jerseys, Fiat Chrysler had to spend more money than they were spending for. So before Ronaldo, they were spending 17 million euros a year on the sponsorship. That got pushed up to 42 million euros for their yearly sponsorship. Adidas, who makes the jerseys, went from spending 23 million euros in 2018 to 51 million euros annually after the signing. It's insane. And with the Euro Cup, you've got an audience that is is huge. 1.9 billion individuals are expected to tune in to euro 2020 at some point so you've got all these people all these eyeballs on one thing and just a simple action erased four billion dollars worth of value for a product just a swipe of the hand the ripple effects are insane well that's it with with, yeah our access to everything probably didn't even think about it but it's amazing it's amazing how we managed to put it exactly out of camera shot like it was it was so smooth he's just like and it was out of the camera shot how did he know exactly the line of the camera and the framing? And oh my God, he was, just, I mean, he is a master of space. Let's be real, soccer and otherwise. Do you think that Pepsi maybe paid for that oh, move? Oh, could you imagine if that was a move done by Pepsi? <laughs> like an underhanded, hey, when I don't know. There, like, just move it to the side. <laughs> that would be insane. And we'll but, give you a few, a few millions. Yeah, maybe. Not that he needs it, but there's... Paul Pogba also moved um, Heineken out of the way, even though it's non-alcoholic beer and he doesn't drink, he moved that out of the way, but that didn't have the same <laughs> insane impact. If anything, it drew more attention to the fact that Heineken has a non-alcoholic beer than it did <laughs> the adverse for Coke. It was absolutely insane. Do you find that this uh, Reynaldo thing is similar in a way to Elon Musk and the way he says Bitcoin? A little bit. It's the same thing. It's it's a, it's this cult of personality being able to shift markets instantaneously because these people have such huge followings and because our access to everything is so instant. Like you can go on your Wealth Simple app, buy, sell, trade, whatever type of stock you want practically instantaneously. Like these things can have massive effects. And the one thing that Elon Musk does with the crypto is that it's unregulated, right? But it's also, there is no time barrier. So at mm-hmm. any point in the day, it's not like you have to trade stocks while the stock market is open, as opposed to say Coca-Cola stock. But the ability for people to act on these things instantaneously via all these different media is uh, is quite shocking. And one would think there would have to be some kind of limitations on these things going forward. Yeah, I really feel like we're living in a period of time in the world where we're in a perfect storm for instant madness Yeah, at any point in time with the wave of a hand. Yeah. I mean, you think what's happened is like we went from being a society that thought the mannequin challenge was the coolest fucking thing in the world to people who are now going to say, <laughs> I'm going to buy and sell random stocks because I think I can make $100,000 in three days if it all gets boosted and then we drop it. Yeah, it's getting out of hand. Let's not let this podcast get out of hand. No, that's enough time for us. Thank you to CloudRaker for providing <laughs> support for our podcast, but we should state these opinions are our own. And uh, anything else, Giselle? Stay tuned. We have a special episode next week, super, super interesting, all about what happens behind the scenes on TikTok. And we talk to some youth about how they use the platform and what they think about it. <laughs> so we went straight to the kids. <laughs> we Got did. It. Straight to the sources. <laughs> all right, that's it. Check us out and... next week. Subscribe, be all that stuff. Blah, blah, blah. Bye. Bye. Bye.